Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss boundaries. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Uh, I can't believe that people watch the Super Bowl, and that's not like a judgment. I just, it's so wild to me that that's such a thing. I just can't. I just can't imagine it's, watching football. <laughs> the NFL is one of the most highly rated and revenue generating. Obviously, shows did on you TV, see that set? Did you is, see the halftime show set? Yeah, which is insane. And they don't pay like any of those people, which is Wait, disgusting. Yeah, they don't pay. Dancer. Oh yeah, I've worked on these Super Bowl halftime shows, and we had to have two hundred volunteers bring in pieces of the set and like had to sell it to them like it was a great privilege and honor for them to get to do it i fucking Um, hate them yeah that's repulsive yeah i mean it'll never i mean i feel like this is i mean this is a different episode or maybe a different show but where someone can explain (laughs) well someone can explain capitalism to me because i just I don't understand why. So, you know, when someone points out something like someone comes in from outside of something and is like, I don't understand why they don't blah. And you're like, yeah, that's the whole point. Or like, that's the whole question. When I look at these like massive companies, you know, or when I look at these massive entities, you look at the NFL, you look at what these stadium, how massive they are. How are you telling me you don't have a couple hundred bucks for these people? Like, are you like, I I just find that impossible to believe. But is that how they say so rich? Is is that the con? I don't I don't know. It is the con. Of course. I also yeah, we won't get too much into obviously my distaste for the organization. But I just, you know, when you just feel weird and you and I woke up this morning being like, I feel real weird around these days because I just am like, yeah, no, I'm not. I wasn't like gathering to watch the Super Bowl. I mean, I generally like the Super Bowl for the snacks and the dip. I like that it is an orgy for dip. Gross. The fact that I just had to think about those two things and visualize them together is just not okay. Oh, my God. It's like the dip Olympics and that (laughs) orgy. Gross. I love about it. I'm there for, I'm, I, I mean, I love a dip. I love an appetizer. And <laughs> that to me is like, that's where I can get down with the Super Bowl. I just, certain things I'm just like amazed that we're, we're still giving, like acting like it's relevant. No but shit. My favorite part of the Super Bowl was that I didn't watch it. I didn't care. I, yesterday I, I only really liked like five people on earth. I was on like, I was in such a bad mood. I was like, I just need to be by myself. And I was in such a bad mood. I was laughing at myself, which is also a good sign when you're just mm, like, you're such a good grumpy, sign, you know, mm-hmm. that you're just like, well, at least I'm just laughing at myself. But then I went on Twitter and I looked at Kanye West's um, meltdown. <laughs> And looked at the memes he made. And I was just like, you know what? I might be Lady Grumps a lot right now, but I'm still having a better time than Kanye West. And that just brought me a little crumb of comfort. I don't know. I just imagine, I just sometimes, I mean, I should have brought this up on the Choices episode, but like, imagine being like so rich and famous and having like, I think what looks like a relatively good life, you know, like uh, granted, who knows from the outside 
And that's how you use your time. Like you're making memes about your ex-wife's boyfriend. I mean, I just, I don't understand it. Never. Let's stop talking about Kanye because you know, there's something I want to talk about. I'm not going to switch. <laughs> I should not tell Jim. And we're going to switch gears right now. Okay. So we're talking today about boundaries. Boundaries. Arguably one of my favorite things in life. Oh my gosh. I It's funny. I have so many thoughts about boundaries, but I'm going to give us a definition, a noun, a line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line, the eastern boundary of the wilderness. Noun, a limit of a subject or sphere of activity, a community without class or political boundaries. And then it was funny. I was digging through my um, old journals looking for something else, but actually found where my therapist had told me the five types of boundaries. And she was like, you need to think of boundaries in terms of emotional, material, time, energy, physical, and mental. Mm, Helpful. Yeah. Which I found helpful because I don't know about you, but I struggled with boundaries a lot. And then my my favorite definition I found in recent times, it comes from Prentice Hemphill, I think he, is how you pronounce their last name. I'm not positive, I'll be honest, because I've mostly read it, not heard it. But boundaries are the distance at which I can love you and me simultaneously. Mm, I love that one. Me too. It was a real guiding light for me when I was trying to same that's, understand I, what totally. they were. I was actually thinking about that very quote this morning. I come back to it a, a lot of like when I'm struggling maybe to set a boundary or I know that I need to and I'm trying to figure out maybe what the boundary is, you know, or like, you know, what's been the transgression or whatever. That's something I come back to to figure that out of like what would allow me to love both of us in this instance, you know, like it's been something that's really helped me in the process of that. And then I was looking around and I found something that I really like because something I really struggled with. This is from a Medium article, The Ways We Get Love All Wrong, Defenses Versus Boundaries and Adult Attachment. And this is from Dr. Ava Pomerink, P-O-M-M-E-R-E-N-K. And because a huge part of my own boundary story is like, one, I didn't even know what they were, had to really be brought up to speed as to what the fuck a boundary even was, and how when people set them with me to not view it as rejection. And then I went through a real phase of being like the boundary vigilante. And I basically was like, just throwing down walls. And my therapist was like, whoa, 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 you know, like, we got to figure out some flexibility. So I found this, which I thought was really interesting. Boundaries help people get to know who you are, what triggers and wounds you have, and are a gesture towards connection and intimacy. Boundaries are a process and a conversation we continue to navigate with others. Whereas defenses are solid and inflexible, defenses are a way we seek to control another. Which Mm. I thought was fascinating because... When I was learning to set boundaries, like it felt so scary. I just felt scared all the time, which makes sense why I was 
doing defenses, essentially. I was like, I feel like really uncomfortable having to like tell people like and be vulnerable and ask for what I need. So let me just build all these walls. And I'm curious, when did you learn about boundaries? Well, I was sitting in. No, I don't remember. I, I know that <laughs> I was sitting on. The, yeah. <laughs> I love I was it. Smoking an American spirit <laughs> and the organic kind. <laughs> you know, I know we didn't have any. It, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to say, did you grow up with boundaries? Did you grow up in a boundary home? Well, my mom has a lot, but I felt like what I learned about a couple things I learned about boundaries from her. One, like I respected and still respect. She has like a firm boundary around rest, which I used to find and still kind of do find annoying maybe because it's just like triggering at some points, but I, I'm so grateful for that because I, she prioritized that and was like, wouldn't do things and was very verbal about that because of, you know, the fact that she needs to take care of herself in that way. So she was very, that was like a physical boundary she had emotional, whatever, both. But then there was like zero boundary, like negative zero boundaries with my dad And that was so confusing because emotionally there was no, and I mean, no boundaries. Like the things that I knew were just so, what? Like I shouldn't know this. I also find that really interesting to have such a hard boundary around rest, which makes makes sense great you know and a good thing to model for a kid you know like great and then have no boundaries on this emotional sense where it's like well girl maybe you wouldn't need so much rest if you had some over here too you know like (laughs) I find that disconnect fascinating you know I mean there was a lot of that there was I feel like the older I got the more confused I became right (laughs) (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. like I was like wait that's not what I thought this was at all like so I learned a lot about boundaries, honestly, from working and having mm. zero boundaries at work and having yeah. everyone around me have zero boundaries at work. I actually had more boundaries than most people because I wasn't friends with the people that I worked with for the most part. Like I would have one friend at work, but I would not be, the, be like, let's go to happy hour. I'm like, I'd rather fucking poke my eyes out than hang out with you people outside of this shit show. You can't so, see me, but I'm smiling so hard because <laughs> I find that hilarious. No. And I find your boundaries around friendship fascinating of like, <laughs> I mean, like I, friends laugh that like, I don't have acquaintances. It's like people I'm not interested in then I'm, <laughs> or I'm like obsessed with you. There's no in between. Oh, zero time for acquaintances. And yeah. And, but I love that you're like, no, like I forget who I was like, oh, well, like your friends are what and you were like, we're not friends. And I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it gave me like a shiver of like excitement. I was like, cold you're tell me cold more fish. about that. But like I, I, your mental, like your mental, emotional order sometimes with your boundaries is like fascinating to me, though, that that it makes sense. I, like it, I think it gives it you be, that. Yeah, I think it could be. a. I mean, it wasn't at work. At work, it was just 
I watch these people and it's not even like, I'm not, I'm really not trying to be judgmental. I was for a long time, but I'm, I try very hard in my old age to be a lot less judgmental, but they were just so immersed and enmeshed with each other. It was like, they were fucking each other. They were like eating lunch with each other. They were working together. I'm like, don't you guys have like another life? So for me, I was like, I am constantly answering emails. I am at, my boss's service at the drop of a hat. I need a life that does not have anything to do with this place. Yeah, it, it was just survival for me. So I actually would get in a lot of trouble at the modeling agency because the owner or the you know the CEO or whatever he was was like such a queen, and he would send these drunken emails at like four o'clock in the morning. Oh my God, they were priceless. I wish I saved them. It was like fashion. If you're not at the party, <laughs> you're missing it. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> like, yeah. What's the point? How that but works. He, he would be like, you have to go, you have to be at all of the events. I'm like, no, but I really don't. I really <laughs> don't have to be with you guys in the Hamptons. Like I don't have to do that. But anyway, emotionally, that was really important to preserve what sanity I had left. And my health was really deteriorating at that, you know, in my entire time in New York. So it was like, I had to have a break. Did you get punished? Cause I found when I, so at one point in my career, I sort of kind of, I ranked above my peers. I had gotten promoted kind of past my peers a bit. And so I stopped socializing as much because it felt weird. And I think it's weird. Like, I want, like, of course, I wanted to be like a cool boss or cool manager or whatever. But I also didn't want to be the one who's making everyone hang out with them all the time. Like, because that had also been done to me and I hated it, you know. But um, I have found if you don't participate in drinking culture, especially... Mm -hmm. I was looking to get fucked up somewhere. I was looking to get fucked up somewhere else. Same. I'm like, (laughs) I'm not judging y'all drinking. I'm just judging you're all drinking together, losers. And you you know know? how TV, you know how TV people are. Like, there's just something. You know what I mean? There's just something so grimy about that scene that I was like, I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, I am from Connecticut. (laughs) Like, I have to draw. I mean, true. You know what? I wonder if my southernness sometimes, because I would be like, I also, some of it, I remember I was working at Sony Music Studios when the blackout happened in New York, and we were all in, hanging out in one of the recording studios, and the recording studios are incredible. Like, they're so luxe. Like, you understand why they're a bajillion dollars an hour, and why artists live in them for months making their albums like they're so luxurious but the great thing was that it was august in new york so it was pretty hot the blackout happened so there's obviously no air conditioning but we could seal the cold air into the studios because they're soundproof so tons of us are hanging out in there and i kind of come to this like awareness of i'm in a room of like lost souls mm-hmm. that like a bunch of these people do have places in manhattan they could go home and they're not like why boom, you know Anna, boom 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 and, and i found that in entertainment in general like fashion yes. inter- tv like what's well, dysfunction it's anything it's, where dysfunction is praised and i think allowed you know like it it attracts yeah. that you know? I got punished all the time for it. Yeah. And I and I and I knew that that was going to be the case, but I just I couldn't 
I couldn't, I had to have one boundary. Like that was like the only one I had. I didn't have any with men. I didn't have any with my friends. I didn't have any at work other than that one. I'm like, I'm just going to have the one. That's funny. I feel like it also made it harder for me as I got older and became like a for real adult, you know, like the idea that we're adults at 18 is gets funnier and funnier to me as I get older. (laughs) But I feel like in so many ways, like it's very interesting to me now seeing the like boundary revolution happen on Instagram because I feel like I got so much pushback and flack for setting boundaries like before it was cool. And I don't feel like we're having part two of that dialogue in society of like how to respect people's boundaries. But when I first felt like people were setting boundaries with me, like it felt like rejection. It was so confusing. And then I started to be like, oh, like this is how you're not like mad and resentful all the time. Let's give an example about that. I have a good one. I want to hear what yours is. Of like when somebody set a boundary with you and Mm. it was, you were like, what is that? I think it was, I mean, I remember vaguely like either it was um, professionally or personally. I feel like it was like, you know, if a friend was like, you know, if we maybe had been gossiping and they're like, I want to stop talking about them or something, I would just be like, oh, like I would just collapse. I would be like, I either felt like embarrassed or, you know, like I wouldn't be able to just, you know, hear it as just like what they were asking for. Like they mm-hmm. essentially just wanted to change the subject or whatever, you know, I can't remember anything vividly, but I'm curious to hear your, I did, but I remembered the way I felt. I can remember those times. And that's the thing, like whatever they were asking for was so innocuous, but like, I remember the, the like um, very visceral response I had to it, you know? I can meet you there. And I used to, <laughs> especially, you know, with the gossip stuff, I didn't get a boundary set around that often. I don't think I was ever like a huge gossiper or like just n- not gossip, but you know what I mean. But what I, I have a friend who's still my friend, probably only because she, used, she set boundaries with me, <laughs> but she was so subtle about it that she would just like get off she would cut the conversation off or she wouldn't like, you know, respond to my every, you know, rant, which God, I'm embarrassed. I mean, less now, but still slightly about all of the emails that I would just fire off or the text to my friends, like take a minute, regulate. (laughs) You don't have to, (laughs) you don't have to invite everybody in, but emotionally I had no boundaries. And a big part of that is, you know, I, I either didn't, know how to ask for help in a specific kind of adult way. So I would just wait till it got so bad or out of control that I would spew it all, you know, at once. And I don't feel like I would ever do it in person, which I find really fascinating, but I had to have that like boundary. That's interesting. I don't think I did either now that I think about it. I was big on like slutty texting and not, not the, not the sexy kind, but like just, yeah. But, but I really always appreciate her. I mean, sometimes I'm like, 
I would like to get in and know her a little bit more because she's very private and I'll be like, how are you? And she's like, good, I'm fine. And then like 10 minutes into the conversation, 15 minutes into the conversation, she's like, oh, you know, I just like went for a routine, you know, cancer scan. And I was like, wait, what? Like, did you have, do you have cancer? Like just, she'll just drop these things. So casually she's never the center of attention, right? She never wants to bring attention to herself, but how she would set boundaries with me is she just wouldn't entertain every little outburst of mine. And I, I learned just by her silence, like not that she was mad at me because she wasn't, but that she in order to love me still, yeah, she had to step away. That's what I've learned. A thing for me is feeling pressured. I, like I, I can often feel pressured and my therapist is still trying to get me to understand that's not really ha- what's happening. Like I feel pressured, but they're, the people aren't actually pressuring me. Mm-hmm. And a big thing is my learning that like you don't have to engage with everything. You don't have to take, you know, like you don't have to navigate every single crisis with people. Like they can still be your friend. You can still love them and you don't have to do, you don't have to take each one, you know? And that is, it it is really hard, you know, like it's hard, I think to navigate and find that. But I think it's also sort of beautiful when you can figure things out with people without it, like, taking a lot of like fussiness it sounds like y'all sort of figured out some of it without it being you know very belabored or anything which I think is cool yeah I think one of the things that I've learned about boundaries in general is clarity is incredibly important but it doesn't have to love that you're saying this what you love that I'm saying I love that you're saying this yes but it's not necessarily about you know, getting people to under, it's never actually about people to getting people to understand what your need is. It's just being clear about what is my intention? Like why, what, what am I prioritizing here? Right. If you Mm. never set a boundary in your whole fucking life, fine. (laughs) No worries. Yeah. What, what's the priority? Like maybe you're just feeling so mentally overloaded that the priority is clearing some mental noise, right? So in order to clear some of that, now what, right? How do I say or not say, I I can't engage with that either text, I can't go to that dinner, I can't take that extra work project, whatever it is, just these little, like what, what, crystal clear, what is the priority? What's the intention? Why are you here even setting the boundary? Yeah. I Something that was really hard for me to learn was that I couldn't get mad at people if I hadn't set the boundary. It's so I mean, annoying. Not, it's I know. So it's annoying. so fucking annoying. And it's so rude of boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously, like lots of times we are mad, you know, like or lots of times or, or it, it, mad, it, I would say is my go to. But I wouldn't say we're something. We feel some kind of way. You I'm, know, usually, like, I'm usually mad. <laughs> yeah, it's usually mad, annoyed, hurt. Resentful, yeah. like let's. I would say that's the umbrella we're sort of under in this. And I had a, a moment today where I was like, "Well done, Anna. You're learning." I have a neighbor who I live in a building where we're all pretty cool with each other and try to be community oriented. And it's of like course, friends. It is a bit. It is a bit. We hang out a lot. 
you know, it's great. We send each other food in the elevator. And I have one neighbor who I I refer to him as uncle brother because that's a bit what our dynamic is. He asks for a lot of favors. I don't get a lot in return. And yesterday I had gotten from him, hola, same drill again. I'm out of town and had a package delivered today. Any chance you can throw it in my apartment for me? And I proceeded to get real fucking annoyed because it was. And it was on your annoying day. It was on my annoying day, which I knew. I was like, you already hate everything today, Anna. It's, (laughs) It's not, it's not about this. But I was like, I'm annoyed that he said same drill again. Like, I don't work for you, bro. You know, like, I don't, I don't understand also too. like packages are a whole thing in my building. Like we don't have a doorman. Things do get stolen. Sometimes we kind of go through these phases where shit gets stolen, but I, it's, oh, I'll be honest. It is the men of the building who want people to put the things in their apartment. Like it's not enough to just put it in the laundry room or something. They want it baby. The, the baby men want it delivered specifically to their apartment, which I'm just like, this is all so annoying, you know? So I start getting all riled up and I'm like, what is the problem, Anna? What is the problem? And I'm like, I'm tired of doing favors for him. There's never any reciprocity. I don't like the way he talks to me. Da, 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 da. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. So I was like, hey, you know, I would, you know, I took last night off my phone. I said, um, I did put it in your apartment. Also, as a heads up, I'm retiring as the building concierge. So that was my last one. I hope it was an important one. And he was like, just uh, was just asking a favor. You're actually the only person in the building I really talked to. So I couldn't ask anybody else anyway. I go, I get it. But everyone asked me for help and I'm just worn out. So I won't be doing package retrieval anymore. And I felt uncomfortable. Obviously. But I also was just like, this is crazy. I can't get mad every time. And I'm not beholden to this person, you know? And this is the thing, like, I spend, I've gotten better at not getting into the, like, mad or the, you know, like, he should know better or, oh, my God, doesn't he realize this is, like, the 12,000th time he's asked me to do something and he's, he doesn't um, even realize This is number something. 27, sir. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> he was counting. No way. He's, like, asked people well, to do shit also- for him all day long. Exactly. I mean, like, I'm, and that's something too that was like, I don't know about you, but like for me, I definitely was like the silent, you know, like the silent boundary watcher who was like, it has been zero days since transgressions, you know? <laughs> and it was like, smokes one- a cigarette. <laughs> It's true. Like, smokes the American spirit. And I, I was a marble menthol lights girl. Um, oh my God, you were a menthol girl. That shit's hardcore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who Fiberglass like and shit. And oh my smoke? God. I used to smoke, I, I used to date a Newport smoker. Nothing nastier than that. Truly, truly, there is nothing that. Na- I smoked a Newport a couple years ago out of nowhere. I'm I was right. like, no on the beach or something and someone had it. I was like, yeah, let me have one of those. And then oh, like one puff. And no. was like, nope. he was always the last person at the party with cigarettes. And it was like his favorite thing. Cause they'd be like, people Same. would be like, no, I don't want that. Yeah. All the time. I'm looking for like, like oh. a parliament. Yeah. People would be like, can I pump a cigarette? I'm like, it's menthol. And they're like, never mind. I was always like, it, boundaries. You know, 
boundaries. Yeah. I was thrilled when someone was like, ooh, or the worst to me though, were the people who were like, oh my God, can I have one? I love a menthol sometimes. I'd be like, love to provide that for you when these are $30 a pack, you know? I don't even know what they cost now. Probably what, $20 a pack? Insane. Anyway, it's been a challenge for me to learn, like, not to let the stuff build up, but like, I think so much of what's hard for me about boundaries that I think you're really good at is the fallout. I hate the like, I was just, or, but it's not that big a deal. I'm not, I as, feel good like, at, I'm not as good as that. I'm, I'm, my family fights my boundaries all the time. It comes up all the time. And I have such, my brother's like, well, yeah, you and your boundaries and stuff. And I'm like, well, y'all are you're all are not well behaved. I don't know what you want me to tell you, you know, like it is the distance that I can love you and me simultaneously, you know, like I dear mom and bro, <laughs> but that pushback, the fallout or the worst to me too, is when people shame spiral or something. And you're like, it's truly not that big a deal. I just wanted to tell you so that you don't do it again. Like that's it. You know, that stuff I like in my head, I almost act like you're a serial killer, which you're not at all. Like you, I'm the one who does all the true crime shit. And you're like, you can't watch stuff that I think is like totally fine at like 9 a.m. on a Wednesday. You're like, no, 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 too scary. But I feel like when you set boundaries, like you don't you don't care what the pushback is like you you just don't you're just like. You told me a story about like with 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 your family and the saying like this person can't come to something. And I was like, whoa, like and you're like sureness mm-hmm. about it. And I don't know, I guess it comes back to like, I don't I don't like for people to like be happy with me. Like, I don't I don't know. Well, I have so many things to say and ask too. One of the things I want to say is I had to work really hard and still have to take a moment to like prepare myself because I hate when people are mad at me. (laughs) I hate it because most, a lot of it's because I love to be right and I love people to think I'm right. And so when people think I'm wrong or bad or mean, it really upsets me, but I spent so much of my life coddling people or making sure that they felt okay if I even started to create a boundary and then I'd go back on it. You know, you know never mind. It's it's okay. Or I've yep. just, JK. And something yep. I think you and you and I share is I feel like my something that really bothers me about my family is that they're I can tell my parents are both a little bit intimidated is the wrong word, although my dad is probably intimidated, but it's they both call me scary all the time, which I fucking hate, which I fucking hate. I know you hate it, too. And they don't mean I also hate that people project that onto you, to be honest. I I, am I scary. Please tell me. I don't. mm. Can I be? Yes. I think you're no, I, uh, okay. I think you're scary in the context of if someone's a weenie or going to (laughs) try some shit, then yes, you are. But I think it's a way that people like make you like a caricature. 
Exactly. Well, oh my God, Anna, you read my fucking mind. So what I was going to say about something that I think you and I share, right? And this is probably true for most people, but I think that people make you the like funny, ha ha, like, let's not take her seriously. She's super cash kind of like lady in a lot yeah. of ways. So it's like boundaries. Okay. And I'll like nudge, nudge. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> like it's true. This little elbow. You're fine, Anna. And that drives me crazy because I obviously don't see you that way. I know you're br- brilliant and funny, very funny, but I don't think I don't treat you like a clown. No. And for me, I think people, the character they, they create in me is like this mean, icy bitch. And I've gotten it my whole life. Like I don't wear, you know, a sparkly smile on my face all the time. I'm a very happy person, but I don't, I'm not like sunshine coming out of my ass type of chick. And men especially, obviously, I mean, constantly, would be like, oh, why don't you smile more? Like, you look like such a bitch or whatever Ugh. the fuck, right? And for me, that is a defense, but it's also like a boundary. Like, I go out and I smile when I want to smile, but I don't like engage if I don't. I, that's the way I look, you know? And it's just, I choose that and that's it. But when I assert myself, which is often, and I don't apologize for it and I don't make it sugary or smiley with, high voice, it's really easy to make me, to pigeonhole me as like, not a bully, but scary is what I always gotten. Scary. You're scary. It drives me crazy that if women, like, I mean, I'm definitely a clown. Like, for sure. You know, like, that is part of my DNA. I am a clown. I, I'm a clown. I would think, like, I, I mean, but how I've coped, like, with a lot of the trauma of my life is looking at the absurdity of life and finding the humor. But it, it it's like, I think people get even more upset when I'm direct or draw a boundary and because it feels like almost like a betrayal, like, but you're chuckles, like you're not, you know, like, yeah, it's but, supposed to be like a safe place to be like, not serious here. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we can be not serious, but that doesn't mean it's a free for all. Like nobody is that, you but know, you are anyone, very serious. You're I, a serious I, person. I am, which is like, kind I'm of, here to fucking tell you. You're true. a serious, a, she's a serious person. I am serious. It, yeah. I mean, even if it's about something really stupid, I am serious. <laughs> I know. You know, like Go the on. amount <laughs> of minutiae that Nina's entertained where I've been like, no, you, I really need to like, oh my God. It's, tell you it's, about it. That's fascinating. I'm like, she's like, wow, uh-huh. well, we're still here. Okay. We're looping back. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's more. And I'm like, no. And then you got to think about like this layer. And she's like, I don't care about any of them, you know, but yet we'll listen. <laughs> but like, what makes me, I mean, something you really trust about me in, and I actually really appreciate that you understand, like, there's things about my personality that I don't think many people actually understand about me that you did almost immediately. And if, if that's not like some soulmate shit on today, our day of Valentine's, like, I don't know what is, you know, like, Let's also prize all different kinds of relationships and the fact that all 
different kinds of people can see us and love us and let us celebrate the fullness of who we are, that you understand I am serious <laughs> and you understand I'm also serious about dumb shit. But often when I'm like, hey, let me take you for a ride, you know, you're like, I don't love this, but I'll do it. And that will get loyalty from me until I die, you know, like, because it's a great pleasure of mine to take people for a ride, you know, and it's like, maybe it'll be about the Doughboys. Like, maybe it'll be about, you know, like this weird thing I found on the Internet. Like, who knows? But you very much understand and allow that for me. And I appreciate that of you. Yes. But if I don't say a boundary, state a boundary is if I'm either, I actually personally think it's really annoying when people ask for permission to set the boundary. Like, I think that's kind of confusing. If someone's like, would you, you know, it's like, or apologizes before, after, enduring. Yep. 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 I find that annoying. However, I do find the original point before I took us all on this ride was if women don't, super you know wrap it in like oh my gosh me, 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 me. or and like, then, oh like my God, blow you is- after yes and like this is like my weakness like i can't handle oh, this so hundred it's nothing I you're doing like- it's nothing yes. you're doing it's all like it's all my shit overtaking too much responsibility well, for other people's feelings like like with like the neighbor today like i wanted to be like you're like how many times have I like taken care of your dogs? And I'm like, that's not what matters. And I don't have to defend it. And I don't owe him that. And I don't really care what he thinks. Like if he thinks I'm a bitch, so be it. You know, like I've had people think worse about me, but I think about that a lot in terms of like with with boundaries because I think often like we're afraid of something like what are we afraid of by not setting it and I think for me because a huge thing is a huge fear of mine is rejection that I I think like something that doing this podcast has really 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 emphasized to me is like none of us communicate as clearly as we think we do and none of us really remember what we said don't be alarmed by that but no i i'm fully agree yeah but um, like a thing on the podcast i'm like i have no idea what i said on that podcast i have no idea at all what i said five minutes ago but i remember what you say i'll think that i remember how we talked about something but inevitably i'm always wrong like i'm always wrong about some aspect and that's been really like informative. And I feel like lots of times too, when people set boundaries, and this was something that was really, really difficult for me to learn as well, is you may have to set them multiple times. Because often too, if you're not, if you're new to them and haven't, you know, developed any comfortability, you probably didn't set it as clearly as you might remember. Or people don't want to hear it. They're absolutely. And I used to get so flustered by feeling like worn down or really, I think what I was like struggling with was like, who am I to ask for these things? I think it really was much more connected to self-worth, to be honest. But I would say like, oh, they just wear me down or it's just easier to say yes or, you know, all this stuff. But really it was because like I didn't have enough of that stuff inside to sustain myself in that process. Because really, who cares why? Like, who cares why they're either 
violating the boundary or like, it doesn't matter where it's coming from. Like what matters is that you, you hold it, you know? Or I mean, it does matter, but like, no, it, like, like if someone's saying. trying to wear down your resistance or if they're genuinely confused and that's something too, I have appreciated from, from people when they're like, you know, if it's a little bit of a trickier boundary or something like, cause all boundaries are really personal, you know, like, and that's something, and they're all really irrational. And I think a lot of us don't always love it. Like I know sometimes like when I need to set a boundary is when I feel like the least cool. I'm like, Oh, you know what? Thank you for saying that because I'm not going to say like I'm cool, right? Because the least cool thing you can say is I'm cool. But I've, I mean, always, you're very cool. I'll say it. Thank you. I've always thought of myself as somebody who's, you know, pretty okay in that department. <laughs> yes. But when I started setting boundaries, I was like, I am the most uncool motherfucker yes. on the planet. Ugh. Like, like all of my, like, out the fucking window, buried dead, like miss like leather jacket, you know, yes. running around the city for none of that ever happened. No, it's nope, all been killed by this boundary. <laughs> she did now. <laughs> it's like I'm like, oh no. I well, we were visiting my aunt in SAG a couple of summers ago before we all got whopped with the pandemic. We were, Milo was like two or something. And something, as you know, that I'm incredibly like absolutely zero bending on any, it's like boundaries around my child. And they wanted to go to dinner or something. And she was like, okay, and just put them to bed later. And I was like, no, period. And here's what I've learned too. Let that just linger in the air for a while. Just what if you don't have to say more than that? No. Like I wasn't like, no, because and then he'll be up and I'll be tired and so sorry. Wish I could. Maybe later. Maybe another time. I was just like, no. And I don't think she was like really comfortable. Although that side of my family is like very boundary oriented. <laughs> They're just like super opinionated. People are like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do this. I don't want And I'm like, okay, we all know what everybody wants, <laughs> what everybody doesn't want. But I, it's given me so much fucking peace. Yeah. So I you might not the- be like the baddest bitch in the room the way I used to be in this like, not performative, but just it was, those were walls, right? Like, or I would, or I was free in some ways that I'm not free now because I don't live, have the same lifestyle. But when I get in bed at night and it's like seven o'clock with my kid, I am like, this is the fucking most peaceful thing because I've set my life up like that. Clients who ask to take, to do sessions after 5 p.m. Like I literally ask Anna, I am so crazy about getting off the phone at 5 p.m. So I have a question for you yeah. because I do, I do think you set like you, you, you do set hard boundaries, especially about your, 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 uh, Milo's bedtime and your, your, your night habits. So something that's hard for me sometimes when someone sets a hard boundary, like a firm boundary, let's call it firm. Okay. And lets it linger, doesn't defend or whatever is I then feel the pressure to come up with a solution 
what would you say, like, what would be like, the solution? I don't know. Or I would go, I think sometimes what's tricky is like, okay, so let's say, I don't know, you and I are traveling for work for some reason. And it's like, well, no, nothing at night. <laughs> Well, yeah, I know it's like, it's like, I mean, I'm like, it's also like funny because it's like, it's been so long since, I mean, like I haven't had to travel for work in a while, obviously, and it's been a pandemic, but I'm like, oh, how would that work again? I'm like trying to even remember what my example is, but it's like, I think sometimes like, I know what I've noticed the best for myself and with others, like in terms of boundaries is, and I don't know if I'm being a punk, like, am I being a weenie and maybe making a half boundary by being like, I'm not available after five. However, I am available these times. Like, that's when I feel like things go best for me. And I don't know if it's because it's, I also feel like I'm being helpful, which that's part of my shit. I like to be a helper, you know? I think that's very positive. I try to do that. I like, I always try to do that. I mean, not always, but I, I typically try to do that if it's something I really want to do. Otherwise I just say no. But I, something you said to me a couple of weeks ago was about, you know, doing an event, not doing an event, that fucking event. And you were like, I just don't want it to be a wall. And I, and I took that in and I was like, you're absolutely right. Because sometimes I become, too rigid in because I'm scared to have things seep through. And it's really interesting if I see the way I used to be, right? And the way I am now, they're polar opposites in terms of lifestyle, polar opposites, but it's kind of the same energy. It's just, I'm going really hard in the other direction. (laughs) So I try to be really aware of that. I mean, not with Milo because I do want him to have what he needs and it does really just throw him off and throws me off and it's just not worth it often. I mean, it's not like in the summer I won't be like, yeah, let's stay up later or whatever, but I'm not an asshole. But it's, I find it's best for our family and if it's best for me and my family, I try to stick to it as much as possible. Yeah. I also feel really aware of like something I feel like as I've gotten older, I feel really aware of is setting precedents. I understand what you're saying too about that creep of when it's like, I think people want to be able to make choices. I think people want to be able to decide what happens to themselves. Like that all makes sense. You know, I generally like don't care about anything. Like I just want to know what I'm dealing with, you know? And I think sometimes like maybe that is with other people, like what can kind of flummox me about boundaries is you're telling me what isn't acceptable, but like I have a friend who kind of does this. It's always what isn't acceptable, but it's, but you're, she's never communicating what is. And it's totally, that's a, that's, that's, that seems like a closed door to me. Uh, it, fe- it well, it feels that way, and then I I get met with what I think are bids for connection, and I'm like, I don't know what is happening here, you know? Like, it just feels very confusing. And I finally had to say, like, listen, I don't, I have no problems with what doesn't work for you. Like, however, I'm a little bit stumped about what does, and now I I'm not quite sure what would feel good to you in terms of like interaction, you know, and like. <laughs> Maybe that's dumb, but it's like, it's, it's where I'm dumb. at, you know? And like, that's where I've also like, I think often when we, 
like have an issue with someone's boundaries it's like generally i think because we we feel some sort of shame to be honest and i think it's like we feel some sort of shame that we transgress this boundary and that's something too i've gotten over and said like i don't have to feel bad about it because i didn't know what it what it that it was one you know like we're both off the hook like they're off the hook you know like I'm not going to get mad at them for setting it. They're not going to get mad at me for, you know, for stepping over it. Now we all know, you know, like that's something I've tried to adopt as an adult. So sort of works. But um, I also think like something I uh, wanted to circle back to before we start to wrap up is this, uh, uh, that I think it's also really difficult for women because of the myth of the chill or the cool girl. And... (sighs) That perpetuation, which, you know, there's the the great rant that happens in Gone Girl. I just think, like, we've been so that, especially with romance and as it pertains to men and stuff like that, that, like, it was so difficult for me to figure out romantic boundaries because I had become so invested with being the chill girl. Oh, God. I mean, do you know how much sexual harassment we've both probably endured because of that very idea. I mean, I know how I have being in the room with my guy friends and growing up and just throughout college and all of that, just it's unbelievable. The shit that was accepted or that there, I mean, I would give it to them all, but it was still not, Yeah, it just wasn't good enough. And one of the things about boundaries that I feel like people don't really go to immediately, I I certainly didn't, was they're meant to feel, to help you feel good. Yeah, agreed. They're they're not there to punish you or other people. Yes. So we don't have to go into it like feeling, understandably, it will feel weird at the beginning, like everything, but... It's not to come out in this like negative, which by the way, so gaslighty that happens to especially women. When you do set a boundary, it becomes, especially if you're in like the cool girl kind of, you know, space, it's, oh, come on, you're just usually fucking cool or like it's all serious now or like chill out. You know, that was my favorite. Just chill, chill the fuck out, you know? And, but it doesn't feel good to, when you say that to me, it doesn't feel good. So that's why I'm setting the boundary because I would like to feel good. (laughs) Yeah. And also like chill, like is a form of manipulation, which doesn't feel good. No. I realized like with the neighbor today that I was like, oh, I've wanted him to think I was cool and not cool. I've wanted him to think I was helpful and never bothered. And I was like, I am bothered. I'm annoyed. I'm over this. I'm over this dynamic of like, you don't plan your life. You just expect me to help you. And then you don't even say thank you. I'm done with it. Oh, I mean, that's just not acceptable in any level. It's just not. I'm like, I'm too old for this shit. So the essay um, I was mentioning is Against Chill by Alana Massey on Medium. And it's wonderful. Ooh, Against Chill. Let's just make that like tattoo that on me. Well, and it's, I tease you about this, about the woman who's like, I want to be chill, but God had other plans for yeah, me. Because <laughs> totally. you and I both lack any chill in, in so many ways. But <laughs> so many. if somebody is new to boundaries, what's, what's your guidance for them? 
be clear with yourself first, even if that's like a word, direct, I'd say firm, respectful, but remembering that it's not about being loved or not loved after the fact, like it's not a question of if will this person love me or accept me or deny me or think of me in this way or that way. It's about you creating and cultivating and sustaining a little bit more safety and peace for yourself, whatever that means. And that's worth an uncomfortable conversation or a million of them because you have to respect yourself at the end of the day before anybody else. And that's really what keeps us moving, I think, in a healthy direction. Yeah. I mean, anyone you lose because you set a boundary, like Bye. you didn't really have, you no. know, they like weren't I really. I told this woman she was a racist and she was like, not really. And I'm like, no, you are. You totally gaslit my husband. So you're dead to me. Bye. <laughs> 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 I didn't say you're dead to me, but she is. <laughs> Another quote I liked, and I don't, I don't think I read this one, was your personal boundaries protect the inner core of your identity and your right to choice by J.M. Hopkins, which I really liked. But to Nina's point, like the, and this is something I've talked about in um, other spaces is like the success of your boundary is not predicated upon the people who are like, oh my God, great boundary. High and five. Like, <laughs> high five, give you a round of applause and are like, totes girl, support you in this. You know, like hopefully people do, you know, like hopefully I, I would, I would want, uh, that should become the norm. I don't know that we're there yet. The success of boundaries is really that you, like Nina was talking about self-trust without, saying it is that it is about cultivating and reaffirming that you have your own back and it's easy to like downplay the importance of that I did for a long time I was like well so what I know I have my own back no I didn't Mm -hmm. no I didn't I needed to do dedicated work to really rebuild and trust that about myself and when I did it changed a lot. It freed up a lot of space and energy. It let me do a lot more of the things I wanted to do. So it's worth it, even if it feels really hard or you feel like you're just sort of like pissing off everyone in your life. Eventually, it'll sort of come to it'll kind of like level out in a way. I don't I don't. I think it comes full circle, too, with people, which I wanted to add when you said earlier that we're not having the second part of the conversation about boundaries. I completely agree. It's become this like trend, which is weird, but I'm not, it's not like I'm not down for, you know, trendy boundaries, but we do have to have the follow-ups. And one of the things we don't discuss is like that it's, it, it doesn't have to be a popular kind of opinion. It doesn't have to be accepted widely, but we're not, it's not accepted widely mostly because we haven't, we don't have the language around it, right? Like we haven't, a lot of people haven't been taught about this. So you don't, you haven't like missed the class. There probably just wasn't one. Yeah. And it's okay that you're just finding it out and the people in your life don't know either maybe how to deal with it or manage the the conversation about it and it might take time to get over a couple stumbling blocks doesn't mean people have to leave your life immediately you'll know yeah you'll know you'll start noticing 
it, I think the boundaries are like a really, they're like a real way to sort of see, I think, who's willing to like work with you and be kind of like truly in a relationship with you, you know, like whatever that means. Like if they can hear you, it can be very, it, it can be really uh, revealing. And I think that's also a reason why we avoid it. We're like, I know this isn't going to go well, but that feels like a part two. Yeah. That feels healing. like a remix. Well, well that's a, yeah. And, and with that, we'll leave you <laughs> because it's five o'clock on the dot. So this is my boundary. <laughs> We must go. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. We love all of you. Thank you. We do. That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus. Thank you.